But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Yeah. I guess I'll just go right into this one. All right, let's go. Long nights lay awake and I'm hoping that I find a better way to deal with the coping. My heart is broken, two abs split. You can run into your group chat, all that shit. I don't care at all, at this point you're lost. Hope someone's there to pick up your call when the nights grow cold and the passion's lost. You ruin everything you had at what cost? Calm down, I don't want to get emotional, but what the fuck am I supposed to do? Man, I got betrayed, got abandoned too. You left suddenly like a damaged you. That ain't the case and I will go to my grave and I got a rebuttal for everything you say. I'm a man of my word, I never let you down. If you ever did fall, you never hit the ground. I gave you real love in return you gave me Pasters, welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. She is the Queen of Gifts, Becky at Gift Master Bex. And of course, we are joined by the one, the only, the stand, the man. The myth, the legend, Antonio, aka the Bananas Defender. Yeah. What's really good, guys? What's shaking with y'all? <laughs> Doing good, man. Just chilling. Yo, how's the sport podcast going? Um, going good. We are recording our official, official, official first episode next week, guaranteed. Um, we got our intro music set up. We got our logo set up. We got All right. everything. Now we just need a decent episode to put out. We no, recorded. Yeah, so we're doing good. No doubt. Thanks Congratulations. I'm pretty sure no one's going to give a shit. No. Becky, what's, what's shaking with you? <clears throat> Me, nothing much. Just been chilling, you know, watching TV and binging, basically. Getting fat. Your camera looks amazing. Thank you. Tyler, what's really good with you? I'm growing Besides out that my fucking mustache. mustache. Oh my god. Ron Jeremy over there. Points up, man. It points Ron, up. That's trying, not Ron Jeremy's mustache. I'm trying to make a W, okay? Waluigi forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> looks like good. a Monopoly man. <laughs> looks good. Besides that, we go ahead and jump into episode five of season 35, the challenge total madness you guys ready to get it in yes sir do we have to address anything before we jump into this episode um tyler any racist comments you want to say just get over it oh yeah okay (laughs) first of all (laughs) listen listen tyler in the interest of having a problematic free episode just go ahead and let's go ahead and continue i would would never i would never this is why this is why i don't This is why I don't use. <laughs> so I don't use straight razors because I say words that are associated with nicking, and it gets turned the wrong way. Okay. Oh, oh man, God. yo, that shit was so funny. It was mad funny. All oh right. my God. Let's go ahead and move on to the episode. 
All right. So the challengers returned to the bunker after Dee's controversial win against Queen Ashley last episode. So funny thing about this episode, this, this particular episode really concentrates hard on the A block drama. It's going to be a while before we get to the daily, but let's go ahead and break it down. Let's go ahead and jump into the meat. Let's get into the call between Jenna and Zach. Zach calls Jenna and absolutely nothing goes wrong. Very positive. Seems to be getting along great. Seems to be supportive. What could possibly be wrong with this call? Antonio. Uh, you're missing an important fact that happened early in the episode. You talk about the Ouija board? No, no, no. Are we going to just forget that D just like tossed Ashley's name on the floor and kicked it? Like, weren't they just friends like three episodes ago? Well, yeah, but I think we could all see what kind of person D is when it comes to how she interacts in the house. I don't think anybody was particularly surprised about it. I mean, I, I think that's like such disrespect. You were working together last season, kind of, and then you're, just a, you're working together this season for the most part, and you just throw someone's name on the floor and just kick it. Like, that's some serious disrespect, I think, in my eyes, at least. I mean, I think she just did it to be funny. I think she wanted to just be like, ah, you know, I don't see it as her, like, being outright malicious. I think it was wrong, and it definitely could come off the way you're saying it. But I don't think that that's what she intended, even though that is kind of what it looks like. Well, I guess. Tyler? Yeah, I don't really care uh, what she did <laughs> with it, to be honest. I mean, in my opinion, D, I, I, I don't want to say this in the wrong way to insult or anything, but I think D will do whatever she can to get good camera time to grow her brand. And so I think Racist. things like... No. <laughs> Wes does the same thing. So does I bananas. Um, no, but I, I just I just think that she's learning from the vets that if you want to stay on TV, if you want to stay on the show, you need to do things that are kind of memorable. So doing little things like these, while they might just be a quick little thing that happens for 10 seconds, it's a good way to establish yourself and establish your brand a little bit more. All right. Let's go ahead and move it to another piece of A Block drama. We have Josh Dick riding Wes. Josh and Wes are working out on the treadmill. I said I'm gonna go work out, and you're the one that followed me in here. Like, if you want to be mentored, just ask. I have kind of a rivalry with Wes, and you know what? I think he should be worried about it. Coming off of a show like Big Brother, I definitely bring a whole different strategy socially and politically into the game that I don't think has been seen before, and Wes can deny that. Josh is the most delusional person to have ever played this game. This guy is known for playing a mastermind game, and I think he's threatened. The fact that he thinks that he is on my level in any way, shape, or form is one more prime example of that. Like, you're just running around trying to be me. This isn't going to be even good. Take it as you're inspiring me. I have a feeling that it's probably going to be me and him going head to head, and I'm ready for it. Josh, it's like I'm in the major leagues, you're in the minor leagues. We're not a thing. I've got bigger fish to fry. What do you guys make of, initially, at this point in the game, it's very early into the episode, what do you make of Wes just thinking Josh is infatuated with him and wants, and wants to get close to him. And he, he even says at some point, if you want me to mentor you, just ask. What do you guys make of Josh's behavior? Is this how somebody who's... Is this his third season? Yep. 
is this how somebody in their third season should behave? Like, you know, just a, a, a dick rider? Tyler, kick it off. Everything in the challenge is all about storylines. If you want to be a consistent member on this show, you must present a storyline for the audience. They are actors on a reality TV show trying to portray the most over-exaggerated aspects of themselves. And Josh's mostly overrated exaggeration here is his emotions. And he's trying to push that past its limits and make it seem like him and and Wes are deep rivals and Wes Wes talked about him dirty and just been eating him up ever since and now he's going to get him back if he can and he's his main target and it writes itself. It's a good story. Uh, But the only problem with that is you need the other person to kind of fall through with it. So... (laughs) Uh, honestly, I, I kind of agree with Wes's comments that Josh is kind of being a little obsessed with him at this point because Wes hasn't made any motion to come after him and he didn't make any motion to come after him last season. And all he's doing is talking about him, which is smart. I said this a little earlier today. If you want to, you want a good partner on rival seasons, pick somebody at the top. Becky. Uh, I agree. I think, uh, that Josh is desperate to have a good storyline. And a good future partner, which we all know Wes is an amazing competitor and possible future partner uh, for rival seasons and even for just extended storylines. Wes is a great storyteller. He's a great person to have as a quote unquote enemy. So I think he's pushing hard to try and have this like rivalry with him. And Wes is like, who are you again? And why are you talking to me? Uh, so I don't think he's on Wes's level. I, I think it's cute that he's trying and, you know, good for you. Uh, but it's not going to work because <laughs> Wes wants absolutely no part of you. He does not want to be partnered with you ever. Antonio. I see what, I see what you guys are saying along with, with Wes and Josh. But I think in Josh's head, he's overplaying what happened last season because honestly, Josh did blindside West last season. That that didn't go unnoticed. I mean, was Josh the lead head? No, no, but he played a part in it. He was one of the he was one of the people that voted for West to go in. And with that happening, you you can see a big disagreement among the two of them. Is it a true rivalry as some of the other cast members? No. But what else what else does Josh have to promote this season? Like what Tyler said, every cast member had something to promote. This is Josh's promotion right here. He, Amanda's on this season, so we can't flirt with her. George is on this season. He can't, he can't flirt with her. And instead of going for girls now, he's going for guys. And, you know, Wes is this nice ginger, shaved his head, growing his beard, and he's looking ready to go. <laughs> and Polly is not around. And Polly is not And neither is Ashley Kane. So this, Wes is the next guy up. And, I mean, do I disagree with what Josh is doing? No. I see why he's doing it. And we're going to see how it plays out. Antonio, you are 100% right. Josh Woo! is banking on the, the events of last season, but the thing that he didn't realize is that Wes couldn't give a fuck less. He doesn't care. All right, you got me last season. Let's move the fuck on. Why would he waste any energy on you? But let's go ahead and move on to the next battle. We got Wes versus Jordan. So, TYB is using the turf in the workout center, and Jordan has a problem with the way they're using it. Working on their agility, man. Trying yes, to get faster, I'm sure quicker. it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that these are two young black males. 
I'm pretty sure he would yell at anybody of any race. But hey, Wes came. Wes, the good guy, came to their defense. Wes is a fucking ginger angel if there ever was one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not just young black men, but women as well. So. I'm sitting there minding my own business, helping Nelson and Corey with the turf. They've kind of messed it up because they were doing some sprints on it. And I hear Jordan from across the biosphere yell at me about what he thinks the correct way to fix the turf is in his like condescending prick sort of way. This is the best gym area we've ever had, I've ever seen on a challenge. But Wes and some of the guys are messing with the turf. Of course, I chime in, and then I turn around, thinking that that's it. Lo and behold, Wes runs up with his pasty white body, and he decides he's going to give me a lesson on respect. Don't come over here. Don't come over here and get my Did you yell at me first? No. From across the room? No. Lie? No. There's, I wasn't no. even talking so about you're, it. So you're I wasn't even talking may, about may the I, turn. OK, when you're done, let me say something. Bananas. Bananas. Even though Wes and I are working together, I'm not touching this one. Go to your room, Get out of here. Wes, go. Wes, go. Wes, go. Did you find it really that necessary to run up here in my breakfast zone? Did I run up? How can you take an argument seriously when someone's holding a, a three-foot-long sausage in your face? This is a really unnecessary argument. So that's it. That's all you got. You're going to stand from across the room and say, you're an asshole, and then you're going to run up here. You're an asshole. I didn't so run up. So of course up. I'm going to put my in your face. Jordan is threatened by me in this game, outside of this game. He sees me as a threat, and he just refuses to just be the bigger person. What else do you have to say? You will not talk to me the way you talk to your wife. Are you kidding me? Like, how dare you, Wes, bring my relationship and Jordan into this? You guys figure out your Don't bring me into it. You can't. Whose side are you guys taking right now? Are you guys team Wes or are you guys team Jordan? Bananas. Um, I just want to hear you say team Wes. <laughs> say I don't it. know. I don't know. He doesn't I, want to. No. Because the thing is, though, I, uh, I, I want to be the middle because I'm just excited how it plays out. I don't want to pick a side and just be caught on the wrong side of it. Don't so, like, pick the ex- side of the guy who decides to lash out on two African-American men. No, but the thing is, I like being right. So I don't want to pick the side that's wrong. So I'm just going to play the middle game for another week or so. It's just to see how it plays out. When good men do nothing, <laughs> evil will prosper. You son of a bitch. Becky. I mean, I'm 100% Team West, but is this a surprise? No. I'm not a fan of Jordan. I'm not a fan of how he's condescending and rude to pretty much anybody that's not, you know, he's boning or he's friends with. So I don't, I don't like the way he talks to people. They were just doing their exercises. Let them do what they need to do. And if they, if you want them to fix it, ask them to do it later. You don't have to be rude about it. It's just (sighs) Jordan being a condescending ass. Nothing's changed. He will always be that way. Tyler. I'm going to defend both in this situation. I'm okay. not going to, it's, it's, it's not like really put in the middle ground, but I'm going to see it from both sides. I think Wes is right to tell Jordan to like kind of shut up in this situation. However, we've seen this before. Uh, if, we, if we go back in time, 
there's a time when Jordan went in to just make some food. And I, th- I think it was Dirty 30. And the entire house was covered in dirty bowls and forks everywhere. with used peanut butter jars open and jelly open. And everybody that's in the challenge, you know, their mom's not there to pick up after most of these guys is what the is what he implies that they don't actually take care of themselves. He doesn't like a messy house. I would imagine if you go to Jordan's house, it's as if your mom was expecting guests on a Saturday night. The whole house is spotless, you know, and that's how it is at the turf. So I'm going to defend him on that aspect. He's very particular in what he likes. He voices opinion. He knows he's a dick. He even admitted he was being, yeah, he's a dick. Wes calling him out was right. He should mind your own business. Stay in your lane. I'm pretty sure Jordan could use a nice tall glass to just shut the fuck up. These two African-American men wasn't bothering nobody. They were out there exercising, being cool. And guess what? He had a problem with that. This motherfucker hates joy, especially if you're the wrong color. I don't think he should have said anything. He had no right to. This isn't your house. This isn't your house. You're a guest here just like everybody else. So shut the fuck up and eat your goddamn sausage. The way that he interacted with Wes afterwards, it's completely out of line. Uh, you could at least heard the guy out, but you know that you're an asshole. You know that you're being an asshole. So it looks like you've been an asshole most of your life. Feel free to take a fucking day off. Wes was 100% right for standing up and just telling him to chill. The thing about it is, at the end of this exchange, I was, I'm pretty sure one of these two people, if not both, were going into elimination. It's a male's day. They're making a ruckus. One of these guys have to go in. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. But before we jump over that, what did you guys make of the comment that Wes did? The dig that you're not going to speak to me the way you speak to your wife. Fair or foul, Becky? Foul. Uh, I, well, fair and foul. Okay, so sorry. I know you said not to say I mean, but I can't help it. But uh, <laughs> I mean, basically with it, Tori's not involved. Don't bring her into this fight. She's minding her business, eating her food. I don't understand why she's being brought into this argument when it's purely about how Jordan is. Well, this comment is the reason why I didn't, I'm on Team West. Without the comment, I'm probably Team West. And with it, um, that's why I'm in the middle. I just think it wasn't needed. I think with Jordan, there's a lot more shit to dig up than to bring Tori into it. Especially, you know, because Tori really said nothing the whole time. I just didn't think it was a good reason to bring her into it. It was foul. No needed. Unnecessary. And I think Wes realized that. That's why the conversation ended right after that. He even said in an interview that he's not going to drag their relationship. It's not necessary. And so it's foul. I think he would agree. Wow. Tyler going against Wes. Who would have thought we'd seen the day? Hey, you know what? Must be freezing in hell. I mean, Johnny and Wes <laughs> are working together, so. What are you talking about? Team good guys. We see the, we see the high road at all times. Even when we're wrong. I'm going to ride with you guys on that one. It was, it was unnecessary. He didn't really have to go there. 
if he was trying to get a rise out of him, then it probably worked, but it was unnecessary. I like to think that West was better than that, but they're in a bunker. There's no daylight. Everybody's going to be a little bit crazy, but it wasn't really needed, and West didn't have to go there. But let's go ahead and move on. Kayla and Bear. Jenna tries to be the good friend, tries to talk to Kayla. Hey, I see you. You're kind of flirting back a little bit. We don't want people to get the wrong idea. And Kayla flat out says, there's nothing going on. I'm not into him. It's not going to progress further. What do you guys make of this whole sit down? Was Jenna just sticking her nose where it didn't belong? Does she need to worry about her own relationship and her own game and not really worry about Kayla? Or do you guys think that this relationship can affect the Holy Trinity in a negative or positive manner? What's your take on it, Tyler? No, I mean, you have to stick by your friends. It's so weird because I remember back in the day, like if I go back like eight, nine years, one of my best friends was in a very toxic relationship and I wanted to tell him to get out of it, but I didn't because I didn't want him to hate me. So it's just a weird thing that you have to read this, you know, you have to know your friends. And I think Jenna just talking to Kayla, keeping her level-headed is smart. You know, it keeps her in the game, keeps her mentally prepared. It's a smart thing to do. I, I, I think more people should do this in the challenge instead of just being like, whoops. I mean, I think that with the whole thing, Jenna is Kayla's best friend. They've been friends for years. So if anybody knows how to approach Kayla and say, hey, you might be putting yourself into a bad position is Jenna because she is calm, cool headed and just trying to be her friend. And I can see Kayla does appreciate her um her coming to her in the right way. So I think that Jenna did the right thing at being her best friend and honestly I it's what you should do if you're friends with somebody and you see them about to make a big mistake. With Jenna butting into Kayla stuff, I it's nice when you have like a friend's input on a relationship, but I think sometimes it's needed and sometimes it's not. I think with their friendship, I don't think it's wrong when they comment on each other just because they know each other for a long time. I mean, with me and my friends, like when we talk about relationships, we always give each other our opinions. So I mean, I don't mind it. I'm, I'm sure they don't because we keep doing it. So I, I just think it matters on the person. So last bit of drama in the A block is going to be Wes rolling up on D to talk shop. He bounces some ideas off of D about going after Jordan, getting some votes together, and taking him out. D is kind of confident that they may be able to pull this off. Now, Jordan is a big name, just as big as anybody else. He's coming off a win. He is one of the most effective champions in recent memory, if not all time. Trifecta winner, three-time champ. What are the positives and what are the negatives of going after Jordan at this point in the game? Becky. I mean, the only real big positive is getting a real tough competitor out of the house. Uh, I mean, other than the normal, you know, he's pushy and obnoxious, in my opinion. Uh, but otherwise, that's really the big thing right now. I don't think that it's the right time. I think that it's more based on emotion which I think Wes is running on right now. I think he's feeling disrespected. So that's why he's trying to do that. I, I think it's a bad move. 
I think they're playing this game wrong. The goal of this game is to get into elimination, win a red skull, and make yourself get to the final. I think if you want your enemy out of this game, you keep them out of elimination. You put yourself in elimination against a weak opponent. That's how you bury yourself in this game. You putting West putting Jordan into elimination doesn't do West any good. It just gives Jordan a shot at a red skull. Yes, there's a chance Jordan gets to go home, but look at his elimination record. And look at the guys in the house. The odds of that happening aren't very likely of Jordan going home, unless it's something physical against a bigger opponent or if someone, if someone outsmarts him, which honestly, that's not common. So West putting Jordan in doesn't help him. Tyler. You know, I... Oh, man. I'm just, agree with, of, just, just agree with me and we can move on. No, you're 100% <laughs> right. I'm going to go on record as saying something. And the reason why... Why do people always target Johnny Bananas every, every season? Because he's good at finals. Exactly. Now, why do people want to target Jordan? Because he's also good at finals. And he's a constant son of a bitch. Hold on a second. Because Jordan's good at everything. Jordan is the greatest male challenger to ever play this game. And the aspects of the... <laughs> and, and really, no, here, if we break it down, though. If we break it down of what he's had to work with. He was just last season on a team that completely worked against him wanted to send him in all the time to get him out of here, and he found a way to make it to a final, eliminate bigger threats in the game at advantages that they had in those eliminations, and then win a final against some of the best co-working chemistry team. Like, he always overcomes in every situation. I know a lot of people point to like guys like Landon or Darrell or Johnny Bananas, but realistically, he plays every aspect of the game better than anybody else when you combine it. And I'm going to go on record as saying that right now. That's why you have to get him out. But it, honestly, I mean, yes, there's a good case to say Jordan is one of the best, but you can't compare Jordan's male cast and the games Jordan played to what we've seen pre-Jordan. Like, the male competition was so much stronger and harder. They actually played the game back then. Now it's more like, Let's get on TV. Let's promote ourselves. And that's why Jordan does so good in this game because he's one of the few people that care about the challenge. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. So you can't really say he's the best because he's only like, let's say each season there's 30 cast members, 15 male, 15 female. Out of those 30, there's a good five of male and females that truly 150% care about the game. And with those five people, that's a great chance of making it to the final. Are the other one or two that don't make it out of those five are because either one, their personality, or two, they've been on the show long enough where they're a target. Now, Fair. Tyler, you're not 100% wrong when you say he's one of the best. I'm not going to say he is the best. One, yes, he is just as good as Bananas in a final. But let's see what happens when he has to run against him in one directly. Came up short. Same thing in Elimination. There's a couple of areas where he's suspect that. One of them is politics. I do like the way he plays. Hey, you could throw me in whenever. I'm down. See what happens when I do go in. Love that about him. Doesn't always work out to his benefit. In fact, it has worked against him in a, in a lot of ways, even though he has overcome a lot of those. Another reason why he finds himself in those kind of situations is he doesn't win as many dailies as somebody of his caliber should be. I believe he's only at maybe 20 or 21 over the five, six seasons that, that he's in, which isn't bad. It is a lot. But people like Bananas win way more dailies. And because 
of people like Bananas' politics is so much better than his, they keep him safer. Why he's more suspect to that. Not taking anything away from him, this guy is good at everything. This guy could be anybody and anything on any given day. I would say that. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but he has, he has it. He has that thing in him that gets it done. I legitimately could see him going against Big Easy in a hall brawl and favoring him because he's so good at everything he does. Like he would find some way to slither his way past him. <laughs> this sounds I'm just good. Saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, like realistically, Big Easy should win every hall brawl ever because no, nobody, there's nowhere to go. But I'm just saying, I, would, I, I honestly would think Jordan's a favorite to win anything he does, realistically. Because look at, look at every team he's been on this season so far, or every pairing or whatever he's had. He's done well, except for the one that you really needed two forearms to do well on, which was the first challenge. All right. Time to move on to this daily. So the team pulls up and instantly a car driving on two wheels and everybody's excited. Today's daily is going to be called. Uh, yeah, that's right. This is going to be sick. You guys are ready. Yeah! <laughs> Today's challenge is called Bomb Squad. You guys are going to be put into teams of four, randomly selected. Your goal, to detonate a bomb. I've always wanted to set off a bomb. <laughs> oh, no, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. So here's how it's going to work. Each person is going to have a job. Player one is going to be riding in the car, reading numbers that are hidden on top of containers that form a math equation. They're going to be communicating these numbers through radio to player two. Once they get the math equation solved, they're going to run that sum to the third player. The third player is going to have to take that answer, decode a puzzle, and grab three colored rods. They're going to bring that code to player four, who is then going to take those rods, race them to a detonator. If your three colors are correct, a bomb's going to go off. So the team to get this done the fastest will win today's challenge, and all four of you will become the Tribunal. The tribunal holds all the power in this game. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Team 4 is able to get it done. That's Swaggy, Josh, Casey, and Jenny. They win it, and it's going to be a guy's day. This really only came down to teams 4, 5, and 6, as they were the only ones to get it done. Teams 1, 2, and 3 flopped it out. What were some of your guys' favorite parts and least favorite parts of this daily? I can honestly say that my least favorite part was people choosing the British people to be on the walkies and reading it out to people who aren't British. These motherfuckers should not have been saying shit on the goddamn walkie-talkie unless, unless they were talking to somebody else who was British. Um, we seen Bailey mention it. It just wasn't a good idea. They should have thought that one through. And my favorite part has got to be just watching shit get blown up. Uh, Tyler, kick it off. What did you like and dislike about this daily? And what were some of the parts that really stuck out to you? Anissa showed up to this challenge looking like she shouldn't be here. <laughs> like she wasn't in shape. She didn't train for it. However, when she finished her section, 
she was running and she looked like she had some good pace behind her and it was she wasn't slowing down she didn't look like she was gassed or anything she got the job done very quick took a couple seconds you know i honestly think that that is very impressive to me uh what also stood out to me was how Corey, there's like there's like two boxes and he walks past the first box to the second little box and like like there's i it was just hilarious how he couldn't find the giant box with a challenge logo that had three <laughs> that literally had three holes on top like where'd you think you were supposed to put these like like and also the fact that he said that it like he thought they were going to add it in for special effects which shows that sometimes the challenge adds special effects uh, you kind of broke the fourth wall <laughs> I thought it was funny, though. Another part that I really did love was the speed that Swaggy was able to get the equation done is the thing that really got him to win. Becky, how did you feel about today's daily? I mean, I think it was fun. It's energetic. I love the fact that they had the whole uh, car up in the situation and they had to go out and read equations. They had the, the choices of Bear not knowing how to use a walkie-talkie and then after bananas is already done i need a repeat uh, he's already done he doesn't remember it uh the fact that Corey couldn't find a hole and it was just insane i <laughs> it was comedy i just i was laughing the entire time absolutely Corey not being able to find a hole is a first time for everything Antonio. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean obviously the, the Corey part was really funny um, I kind of like it was funny how like Bear we clearly hear Banana say eighty five and Bear doesn't hear it, which is kind of funny. Jay missing the first number, which is kind of obvious where it was. Uh, what else? Um, J- Jenna walking right to the bomb. Like, come on, like uh, how stupid can you be? Like, you literally see the fucking dynamite right in front of you. You walk towards it. But overall, the I, I actually like this. It involved everything, but you know, there's one thing I didn't like. Is that the the two teams DQ'd early? And I understand they DQ because they have the numbers. They should have just said, if you don't have the numbers, run and try and guess. Like, why wouldn't you still yeah. try and run, right. grab the three correct poles, and put them in? Like, why would you just stop? Because you need the numbers to get the correct pole. Yeah, but you could just be wrong. Rogan was Rogan no, was wrong. That makes a good point though. Like, let's just they didn't even change the math at all. Let's see if I went first. Once you got the first one and once you got the color code, it was the same for everybody, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because if you, if I see, um, who, who was the first one to get it right? Swaggy. It, um, swaggy, yeah. Swaggy. So if I see Swaggy with three colors in his hand and I see him put them down and get it right, I don't give a fuck what the math is. I'm going to say three random numbers, tell them to grab yellow, green, yellow, purple, green, yellow, brown, whatever the fuck it was, get it and put it in. That's, that's pretty much it. That's why and it's the only like, dislike I hate about this is that they should at least change one number every time. I don't think they could see. I thought where like everybody could see them putting in the, the colors was the finish line. So everybody else was all the way down at the start because still, they couldn't see the numbers. Well, I don't know. They, they were talking about how Jenna was running. So they were definitely yeah. able to see that part too. I mean, I don't know if they were able to really tell the colors. And there were multiple different shades. I don't know. I get it, but I... Honestly, I don't think that there was a way for them to do that. Either that or they just weren't smart enough to think of that, which is also a possibility. Well, speaking of possibilities, there's a possibility that my balls are as smooth as two organic boiled eggs. (laughs) Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. So it's time to talk about Manscaped, the lawnmower 3.0. 
Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with the Perfect Package 3.0. That's precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and approved Lawnmower 3.0, which is waterproof and has a cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And let me tell you something, Mrs. MTV Malik doesn't appreciate anything more than my balls smelling zesty and fresh. You're probably sitting on the couch right now with hands on your balls. Might as well keep as smooth as eggs and smelling fresh. <laughs> Quick question, guys. How do you feel about your Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0? I love it. You put any designs in your shit? <laughs> Not yet. Maybe in the future. Because for me, the hair down there has the New York Yankee logo cut right into it. Precision, baby. Oh, Precision. Aaron Judge would, would love that shit. Jer Derek Jeter would take his hat off for that shit. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped Advanced Skin Safe Technology. This is the perfect package for your package. Make sure you use the right tools for your family jewels. So you, our friends, who always listen to LWC podcasts every week, who we love and appreciate. Manscaped hooked us up, we are going to hook you up. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code LWC at manscaped.com. Once again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LWC at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Now, you guys wouldn't use a bazooka to go after a fly. No, you use a fly swatter. You guys wouldn't use a box cutter to cut your glass, right? No, use a lawnmower. Speaking of lawnmowers, use a lawnmower 3.0. It's the right tool for the job. That's manscaped.com. Use code LWC. It's 20% off and free shipping. And with that said, let's get back to the episode. So back at the house, Wes still has his plan in effect to try to throw in Jordan. He talks to Bananas about game plan, and Bananas tells him to play possum. He needs to chill. And Wes, it would be smart for Wes to heed his words. But at that point, Nani is in close proximity, and she calls out Bananas and Wes for what it is. <laughs> My secret alliance with Bananas is actually going way better than I could have even imagined it. I was having a tough time and I went to him for advice. Ugh. That's so cringe. Listen, we all ruffle feathers. I think you've ruffled a few more than I have this season. You're, you seem to be enjoying it. I, I am kind of enjoying it, only because there's more heat on you at this point than me, so. Let's just get back to like equal amounts. I don't know. I'm on to you and Wes. Why? Nani, stop getting jealous that I have a new friend. The fact that Bananas and Wes have not been targeting each other at all this season just leads me to believe that there's something going on. We can't talk. Everyone else in the house can have conversations, but me and Berghan can't have a conversation. Do they have some kind of deal that no one really knows about? I feel like they do, and 
It's only a matter of time before their master plan is exposed. I'm not stupid. I'm on to you guys. Okay. Do you guys think that Bananas is giving Wes good advice, that Wes just needs to chill and stop going after such a big name at this point in the game? Which way should he go? Becky. Uh, I honestly agree with uh, Bananas on this situation. It's too early. Oh. It is something uh, that could really backfire really bad into Jordan. I'm sorry. Ugh, really backfire into Wes's face uh, for going after Jordan this early. Uh, it also makes sense because I know that Jordan and Bananas also have history. They have worked together in the past. And for all we know, they are working together this season as well. So he may be trying to protect that friendship and that alliance as well. So I think he gave him good advice. I also think it's too early and uh, that it's smart move just to kind of wait it out. Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I understand. Bananas likes to lay low sometimes, though. It's, it's really, this is really weird. Because what do we always see as like a common pattern in the show when Wes and Bananas are there is that it's really who strikes first because somebody always bites that that cookie before they should. You know, they they go for the desserts before they have dinner. And what's surprising is that Bananas is telling Wes to slow down. I think it's surprising. I think that for both of them, if they want to win money, Jordan shouldn't be there. So I don't know. It's interesting to see. By giving someone a chance to go into elimination, you're doing them a favor. And by Wes not saying Jordan's name, Wes is helping himself out. Because as we've seen in previous episodes, Jordan wants to go in. Jordan wants to fight for his Red Skull. And by you not voting for him, you're taking that chance away. Because as we've seen, this is the second time Jordan voted for himself too. So Jordan wants to go in. So a vote not for Jordan is hurting Jordan. I do think he wants to go in, but I don't think he's really serious about it at this point. I mean, he voted for himself mainly because it keeps him from making any enemies. Just keep voting for myself. Nobody has any reason to come after you unnecessarily. He does want to go in, but for some reason, he's not in any rush. And I think that's a big mistake because whoever wants to go in and get that red skull, the earlier you go in, the better, because then you're going to have more of a choice of who you get to go against. But let's go ahead and move into nominations. Somebody's laundry is done. <laughs> yep. Sorry. It's all good. So Nani thinks because it's a guy's day, the guy should start it off. Wes, in a totally unpredictable move, decides to stop his, his assault on Jordan, and he votes in Kyle. Pretty safe. I just think it's only fair that the guys start this off because it is a guy's nomination. Well, I've gotten in a tiff with this person, and... Uh, I think that he's the biggest piece of in this house. My vote's for Kyle. After talking to Bananas, I realized what I have to do right now is throw my vote away and basically burn it on someone who's not going to go in. No one burn on me. Burns will be taken serious. Let's hope so. We all know how Wes plays the game. He overpromises and underdelivers. He couldn't turn people against me. In this game, you are my bitch. Jordan just instantly laughs, and he recognizes that at this point, Wes doesn't really want any smoke. At least not enough he's really, really going to do, do about it. Now, Kyle takes offense to being a burn vote, and Nelson decides to go for bear, mainly for using the fire extinguisher as an excuse. The rest of the vote plays out as... 
So, shockingly, Jay is going back in. And Jay made another great point. The point I just made about, about there's going to be less opportunities for everybody if he keeps going in because that's the less amount of Red Skulls for everybody else to win. I found this to be completely fucking gutless. I hated it. I thought it was fucking disgusting to go ahead and put Jay back in for a third time. I fucking hated everything about it. I understand that throwing in rookies is a thing, but there's more than just one rookie. He already has two Red Skulls. Beating CT and Asap bore him no clout whatsoever. They still think he's small. They still think he's weak, and they threw him back in. I fucking hated this vote. How did you guys feel about it? Tyler. I, I didn't like it at all. I was really... It's weird, because I'm a, I, I am a stan of every challenger that shows up on this show. But I wanted Bear to go in. I thought it would have been set up perfectly. Like, he hooks up with... He's going to hook up with Caleb, but he's going to go into elimination, so that's why they hook up the one last time, whatever. And I thought that Bear going in would set up a whole... like that whatever, whatever matchup he would get would be interesting, no matter who Bear goes up against. I, I thought it was too predictable. I thought it was cowardly. Um, being a rookie this season is going all the way back in time, like like six years ago, because if you guys look at the past like five, six seasons, like rookies haven't been getting thrown in early. Rookies have been able to ride the pine for a little bit and wait till midseason. So being a rookie in season 35 is bad luck. You were season 33, you'd be fine. You might, you know, season 32, you could hang on for a little bit, but it's just, it's just not going very well for them. And I, I think it's disrespectful and it, I don't understand because Jay comes off, at least to me, as a very likable person. Mm -hmm. I honestly think that the only person that really dislikes Jay is Rogan uh, at this point. I, I think he is an easy answer. It is, in my opinion, very uh, scared the way they're playing this. And they need to pick somebody else. It's just ridiculous. It's getting repetitive. It's getting boring. and it shows that maybe everybody is a little bit scared. So they're playing that game and that they complain about everybody else playing. Oh, you're playing a scared game and you don't want to do this. And now they're all playing that game. So maybe next time they'll stop when other people are not wanting to go into elimination. So I don't know. It's a stupid move. I feel bad for Jay. They really did him dirty on this. I, I don't know why they keep voting him in. Just leave Jay alone. Antonio. I'm actually like not against like them voting for Jay. I see why they're doing it. I mean, no one really gets along with him in the house, so that could be one reason. And for two, he has two red skulls. And honestly, like I know I said you want to go into the nation, but once you have one, you want to stay out. But yet again, once you have one, you're also a target because you're the only one going to the final. No other guy wants to, you know and not go to the final. So maybe they're trying to think if since Jay already has two, if he gets out, what happens to his other two? Maybe he has to give them to two different people. And I think it's they're just going to keep doing it because they want to see what happens because honestly, none of the girls are going to do it. None of the girls are going to vote in Jenny and none of the girls are going to vote in D. Well, D I can see happening, but no <laughs> other girls are going to vote in G. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just stating the truth because D doesn't have numbers and Jenny is a physical threat and no one wants to go against Jenny. And Jay, honestly, right now, I mean, Jay is the smallest guy in the house besides Bear, I would say. So, I mean, 
everyone's trying to get their win and Jay seems to be a good person to go against. I do want to correct you, Antonio. I have not heard a single person say anything bad about Jay. So I actually think that Jay is actually very popular in the Rogan. house. Well, other than <laughs> Rogan, but I mean, uh, it's very messed up though. It's very messed up the fact that Rogan's mad at Jay instead of D. I yeah, think that, he's that, that mad that at D too. Triangle is just you know I don't know. I think I think Rogan is mad at D, but I think D knows. But I think Rogan knows how to manipulate D's emotions to try and keep her on his side because she's obviously still playing with him in this game. So I think that's why he's not targeting her. I think he's going after Jay because of that. It's an easier way out. I'm going to say right now, maybe this is too bold or whatever, but I think uh, people's character reflects how they play the game from time to time. And I think if people are kind of cowards or they take the, the easy road in life, they will take the easy road in a challenge. And I think the fact that most of these people are kind of just targeting Jay because he's smaller, he was forced to kiss D is very cowardly. I'm just going to go on them and say it like they're being cowards about this. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not a super rich reality star or I'm not a famous <laughs> athlete, but I've always believed in going after the best person at whatever I'm competing against, because if I can beat them, that is hands down what I want to do. Good for you. But, yeah, but some people just want their easy ticket, I guess. I mean, we see. Oh, and, and just so you know, Jay was not forced kissed. He was very much into that kiss. No, he didn't really want it like that. He, she was, he, he definitely hard. looked like he was into it to me. He so wasn't, maybe for, that's he just wasn't me. forced, but he wasn't that thrilled. Even though, even though D looked very, very nice as a cat. But let's go ahead oh and move on God. to after club night. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. This is going to be fun. After club night or during yes. club night? No, yeah. No one gives yeah. a fuck about club night. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened at all. Rogan oh. bitched about Jay. That, that's what happened. So, back at the house, Kayla sits on the couch and she tries to set Bear straight. <laughs> I like hanging out with you, but I have a boyfriend. Yep, I've got a girlfriend. Yep. Have you called your girlfriend since you've been here? No. Why? Because I feel like I like someone in here more than my girlfriend, so I'd rather not. Me and Kayla are doing great. She has fallen for the bear's charm. She is in stage five of the bear trap. You yeah. like me. Yes. Kayla's in a very committed relationship. They've got trust. They love each other. The only problem they've got is a little thing called bear. Do you like me? No. And, but I do enjoy your company. He's wearing me down and here I am falling for it. Hello, Kayla's boyfriend. How are you? Good, good. Who am I? 
I'm the guy who stole your girlfriend. Oh, God, Jesus, chill out. Don't be angry. Pack your bags, cos I'm moving in. All right, then, mate, bye-bye. You have a good night, Kyle. Enjoy yourself. Good. I'm watching you, too. So, after setting Bear straight about them not being able to move forward and that she has a boyfriend at home, boyfriend is Mikey P, great guy, cool as shit, they will not be able to continue in any way, even though she enjoys her company. And then she, uh, she decides to let Bear jam his tongue down her throat inside of the bathroom. The fuck is that? And persistence has paid off with Kayla. Hey, hey, do that brand new thing. Is Bear a good kisser? Uh, do I have to answer that? Yeah. Ah, I didn't think the camera shot any of this. I'm so disappointed, but not disappointed. My brain is so scattered about this. <laughs> it's you know what's so weird is that they were like on the corner of a wall they could have easily slid back like two feet i think like, i think what well, the thing about it is they don't know the angle of the camera they probably thought they wasn't being caught i'm pretty sure bear wanted to make sure that they were but kayla finally falls into the bear trap she makes out with with bear now, this isn't sex, but this is still cheating. I know shit like this happens all the time on reality TV. It's never, it's never really cool. The biggest problem I had was just the amount of disrespect that they let Bear just rattle off about. I hated that shit. I didn't think it was cool. When it's all said and done, we are still talking about people. I'm, I'm not saying what Kayla did was cool. I'm, I'm not here to bash on her either. But the way to let Bear just go off and just disrespect people, it all felt so icky and so disgusting. And it's funny because a lot of these people, especially a lot of the Kayla supporters, man, when this was Carver on one end, they, you know, it was a whole bunch of shit. And now we're hearing a whole bunch of excuses of why this happened. I, as much as, as, much as I like Kara, I also... I'm a big fan of Kayla. I liked her on her real world season. I still like her now. I do not like how this whole thing went down. It was sloppy. It was gross. Mikey has been really stand up about it. Just saying like, you guys are all seeing this now, but this kind of happened five months ago. We already talked it out and you know, everything's straight now. It it feels so wrong and it, it, it sits so wrong. I hate everything about this. Everything about this. Antonio, how does this make you feel? Uh, honestly, I don't know. It was just so weird. Because we knew this was happening based on the trailer, but, like, to see how it played out, like, it was funny, but it's hard to watch at the same time because, like, just seeing someone... They are both cheating on their partner. So, like, it's just hard to watch, you know? Yeah. You know, what I, I thought was very cringeworthy, after, after it happened, they always do that interview. And they always, they always ask, you know, MTV production, shame on you. But they're always like, is Bear a good kisser? Like, yeah. it's, why? 
this reminds me of Dirty. I keep saying Dirty Thirty. I'm referencing that a lot. That's like a very big season. But this reminds me of like when Tony made out with like Camilla, and they were like, "Do you want to talk about what happened with Camilla?" And he was like, "No." That's. I mean, that's what everybody should say. It's just as much as we want to see drama, we want to see everything. I don't want to see the post interview of that happening. Show me what happens in in the, in the hidden camera, and then let it be. But I don't want to see a personal interview of like somebody having shame and guilt and like just sadness just drape over their face all in the matter of seconds. I don't need to see that. That's not entertaining to me. What frustrates me is honestly the way that Kayla wanted to portray this before the season started. Uh, the whole story, oh, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors and you don't know this and he treats me like trash and all that jazz that she liked to portray and she put so much dirt on Mikey. I think everybody who knows me knows that I am not a fan of Mikey P. I have not been. Uh, but the way she did it was wrong. So two things on this. One, one, uh, my A, I think everybody has slip ups in their life. Unfortunately for celebrities, I swear to say unfortunately because they're rich and everything, but they have so much social media presence and they, that's where they normally make their mistakes. But I do think Mikey has been different ever since that situation because I only see positive things from him nonstop. Like I had to have somebody show me that thread. Otherwise, I would have never even known that he acted like that. Also, everybody's begging for like a Rivals 4. I want an X's 3. And I want Mikey, I want Mikey on I the show. I want him so bad. And I want him and Kayla to be partners. And oh, that would be TV gold. And then I want Bear on there with georgia that's my word like <laughs> no it's my word too i've been saying i've been saying bears tv gold for the same amount of time you have okay it was born we were born together you know no but you're 100 yeah. right mikey would be a great addition first off he's been on mtv before he has an mtv uh vma award he has obvious connections to the challenge world if they're gonna have jen from the amazing race why not have mikey i had no it, idea it, who that girl was sense. I don't know. <laughs> she was the last place finish on Amazing Race because her partner didn't care. She was stereotyped, paired up with another Asian on Amazing Race. Right, That's what comes up. Sorry. <laughs> Nobody cares. I'm sorry. I don't care about Jennifer Lee. Whatever well, her name is. You guys is. are both lucky because both Kayla and Mikey blocked me on Twitter. So I can't see shit. But Mikey did unblock me like after the whole cheating thing went on because I guess he was like unblocking everyone. I don't know. But I still haven't seen anything. But I think he reblocked me. Cause... All right. Hopefully this all stays in. I'm gonna interrupt and I'm gonna say I heard only uh heard only lame people get blocked. <laughs> Yo, shut up, bro. So many cast members blocked me. I, I can go on a whole tangent right now. I have uh, Kayla, Shane, Nelson, Joss. Um, Nelson Joss. Joss is so. Joss blocked me because he made a stupid comment and I was like, I said, who keeps giving Josh Nichols? Oh. Josh Nichols. That's a quality tweet back. <laughs> oh my god. So, so he blocked me for it. Devin blocked me during Final Reckoning, I think. Yeah, that was the season, right? The, 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 uh, with him and Bananas? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. your name, so your, your name is that. Bananas Defender. No, no. I, I kept making, I kept making, um, Hey, there he is, the host yeah, of the most. He's back. I don't know, Shane I don't know what the fuck happened. Or whatever. I'm sorry, he was in the middle of talking, and then all I saw was you like this. Can we break the fourth wall? Malik just like dipped because he didn't like Antonio's take. So yep. let's move on. Yeah, nobody Shut likes up. Antonio's take. <laughs> all right. 
All right, let's talk about the tribunal. <laughs> so, Rogan's name is automatically floated. Josh is super paranoid that Wes will come for him. And the tribunal decides to settle on Nelson, Rogan, and Wes, which is just fucking stupid. <laughs> Rogan comes in, and this one's a bit personal for him. Thank you. I feel that I'm in a great position having four friends here to decide my fate. Me and Jay have got a bit of history, obviously even more so now that he's taken out CT, who was kind of my number one in this game. Yeah. So it's got a bit personal. And I feel like tonight, if it's physical in any way, yeah. I get my chance to get my hands on him and, you know, make him pay for kissing D. And, uh, <laughs> just get that out there. And uh, once I've got my red skull, my plan would be to get my friends red skulls. Yeah. If you give me the pleasure of going down there, if it looks physical, if I say yes, please, yeah. then I would be honored to go and do that. Nelson comes in and he's upset at the vote. They want to pick his brain. And basically all they get is that he's with Corey. He doesn't offer anything. And he's not in an alliance with Wes and decides to, to, to trash him to, to the tribunal. Good job, Nelson. Play that one straight. Now, Wes, this is the fucking cherry. You guys are just going to have to listen. Hello. What's up, How are you all doing? Good. Do you want to start this off, Josh? Um, well, you know why you're here, buddy. We're obviously going to be against each other. And we're obviously, it's always going to be you versus me. I just want to know where your head's at moving forward with us. So do you want to say anything? Do you want to... Give us some clarity. Now, you want to make this a Wes and Josh thing. I don't. I will never come for you. It will never be a thing. Okay. You can come for me all you want. This isn't a thing. Okay. I go for people that can beat me in a final. I don't come here for this. I come here to win a million dollars. Obviously, this doesn't have to be a thing. We can bet it right here. But if it changes, then. I guess I will be gunning for each other again, you know? No. Okay. It's not an each other thing. I'm telling you, you can come for me all you want. I am not here to get rid of the worst player here. Worst player here. See, I, I don't care. Dance. You are a tool in okay. my game. Okay. You can come for me all you want. This isn't a thing. Okay. You're nice. Okay. And you're going to be good for me. Okay. Why is there any reason for me to come See, for you? See, that's the problem I have with you. What? Because you like to discredit people, and that's why I humbled you last season. Josh, this isn't a thing. <laughs> Stop trying to make it a thing. Wes. Okay. Appreciate you coming oh, in here, my dog. Wes, Wes. Thank you. Bye. Wes will do everything and anything to degrade me. He sees me as a weak player, and he thinks that he can beat me. So if I can get rid of somebody that's against me in this game all this early on, then I'm going to take the swing. Do you guys see why I don't like no, him? Because he does he does like that all the time. And yeah. Josh just gave him what he wanted, idiot. If somebody would have told me I'm the worst player here, I'm like, all right, bet. Now I'm going to send your ass down. But Josh is like, I'll see you in the final. Stupid. All right. Thanks, guys. Let's go, guys. Ever. <laughs> So, Wes did not hold back when talking to Josh. This may be one of the most embarrassing moments of Josh's whole entire challenge career. Maybe second to only him trying to fuck Amanda. You need to chill the f out before challenges. You're too stressed. I'm realizing with our team, something's not working. Oh, 
you're just now realizing that? And I'm that? realizing that we it's lose our... lose every challenge. It's our communication. But also, I think that there needs to be... I'm a very affectionate, passionate, like, I need... <laughs> I need, like, the female touch. <laughs> I need... I'm doing a little bit of flirting with Amanda. I think that she's hot, but not only that, the way that she carries herself, just her sex appeal, her confidence, um, she drives me crazy. There's so many girls in this house. Go hook up and get massages. Yeah, but I'm trying to build my team dynamic with you so we can become a better team. I can't... It doesn't benefit me to give them good when I can give you good Disgusting. <laughs> potentially help us with... I think the situation is that we're both sexually frustrated and you I'm want to... I'm not know. at all. Josh is just more of like a brother to me. Like, he's really emotional, he's young, and he's, too, he's a little too nice. Why don't you kiss me to shut me up? That'll probably stop me from talking. Ew, because <laughs> then I'll throw up. I loved this tribunal. This tribunal showed why Wes is not to be fucked with, and it really showed you who the fuck Josh is. A fucking peasant in the presence of challenge gods. What did you guys make of this exchange of Wes just ethering the fuck out of Josh in front of all of his big brother friends? Tyler, kick it off. This is the verbal representation of CT backpacking Johnny Bananas. Mm is exactly what it was. If you could spit that into words, it's the utmost disrespect of, I am way better than you, so much to the point that you have zero chance in this because I could carry you all the way there just to beat your ass. Mm. It was gold. And not just that, but the fact that like there was a little interview and Josh was like, He's going to, sorry, I'm trying to do a poly impersonation of Josh. <laughs> he's, he's going to come after me and he's the target and I'm the threat and everything. And then Wes was like, I bet he's like, he thinks I'm the target. He's going to come after me. Like that was gold. I like Wes had no idea he said that yeah. and then predicted exactly what he said. It was so perfect. I thought it, I thought it was funny. I laughed. I thought, I thought it was the highlight of the whole entire episode. Antonio, how did King Wes make you feel? It was funny because, like, they're both of them just like saying just things to each other. It was just like comical. Like, Wes making the low blow, like, wasn't a low blow, but it was just a funny remark saying how like, Josh did nothing to me. Then Josh, like, he wants to be important. It's just, it's just funny. Like, I honestly, I think out of this whole season, this by far was the most comical episode. I saw Josh slowly die. Like, it was in his eyes. It was just, boom, you don't matter to me. Boom, don't make this happen. I don't care about you. You are worth basically him calling him worthless and that he has he wants absolutely nothing to do with him because he could beat him at everything. So I saw his eyes die just blow for blow. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it was just literally, I think it was more like Wes begging the producers, please don't make this happen. Please don't make this happen. Please don't make this a storyline. You could just see that in his face. Yeah, uh, Becky, I definitely agree with you. Wes definitely doesn't want to make this a thing. And why would he? To get paired up with him in a future season? Oh, no, 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 no. I would rather shoot myself in the face with a fucking nail gun. But let's go ahead and jump into the elimination. The alarm goes off, and it's time for purgatory. As soon as we roll up, we see that the elimination is going to be balls in. The tribunal comes down to vote. Swaggy and Josh decide to stay out of it. And TJ 
definitely has something to say about that. And Wes. So now are you going to vote for one of them or Swaggy? Josh, is one of you going to come down here and earn that red skull? It'll qualify you to run my final. I'm not going to lie. I'm torn because for my game, I want to go earn that red skull. And I know I can beat Jay in something physical like this, but it's kind of scary now to take that gamble. Teach tonight I'm staying out of the sand, and I'm going to let one of these three guys duke it out. All right. And Swaggy? TJ, I would love to go down there in a comp like this, but well, Jay's my well, friend. Come on down, man. I mean, you're in charge. If you'd love to come down, let's do it. I am in charge, but going against Jay, it's a lose-lose for me either way. All right, so neither of you want to come down here, huh? All right, fair enough. So now we're going to get your votes. So this is a physical elimination against a much smaller opponent. What the fuck was Josh and Swaggy thinking not going in? Well, when it comes to Swaggy, Swaggy's aligned with Jay. So if he goes in, sure, he could win, but then he loses an alliance member. So it doesn't make sense for him to take out his own alliance. Josh, on the other hand, absolutely shit the bed here. It doesn't make any sense. This was the best chance to redeem yourself. Oh, I 100% agree with Tyler. If you look, if, when you look at it, you see balls in. Josh easily has 75 to 100 pounds on, on Jay. Easily. And as we see, it's balls in. The biggest guy. You normally win to this type of elimination. So if I'm Josh, I'm like, I'm considering going in. If maybe he was hungover, maybe he wasn't mentally prepared, that could play a factor. But if you see that, you got to jump in, especially against a guy like Jay, who's small, smaller than you. You got to take it. I think it's just being scared. I think that they don't want to risk it. Jay is a wild card and he is a good competitor. So I think that Josh was legitimately scared. The only person who had a good excuse to not go in was Swaggy because it is an Alliance member. It is his friend. So I can understand why he said no, but Josh has no excuse. Today's elimination is going to be called Balls In, but with a twist. Today we're going to call it... All right, Logan, come on down. Let's go! Here we go! Let's go, Rogan! I know I could be one of the reasons why Rogan wants to go down there. Rogan, I want to welcome you to your first elimination round. Thank you very much. Congratulations on coming down here. And you are going against an undefeated beast tonight in Jay, who sends people like CT home. This is going to be real good. May the best man win. Tonight, you guys are going to have to score a ball into that basket three times. Now, every round, you'll have three tries to score. If you can't get it done, your turn is over, and it's the other person's turn. You can only score when you're on offense. Now, we've been playing this game for years. We've always called it balls in. But tonight, we're going to call it fireball. Because the entire time you guys are playing this, the ball is going to be on fire. It's, it's a terrible song and a terrible liquor. <laughs> so Rogan is going in. I got some in my cabinet right now. Oh, you're better than that. Do better. I'm from the Midwest. No, I'm not. If you knew better, you'd do better. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be Rogan versus Jay. But we're going to touch on the events of this elimination next week. And trust me, I got, I, I got a whole lot to say about this shit. 
anybody who's been a wrestler, anybody who's been in combat sports, we know what we saw. But we're going to touch on that next week. Hashtag blame D. <laughs> Hashtag blame D. But right now, we're going to break down the unofficial official power rankings created by Tyler Lauder and ripped apart by us. Let's go ahead and break down the top 10 in this week's Love War Challenges slash the Hit List Podcast power rankings. At number 10, we have Swaggy up two spots. At number nine, we have Corey, eight Jordan, seven Bear, six J, five Jenny, four D, three Bananas, two Rogan, and at number one, the King of Kings, America's favorite ginger. We have Wes taking the top spot, moving up three spots. Out of these 10, who do you feel doesn't belong? Where did Tyler go wrong? Uh, okay, can I go first? Uh, I, I, Wes, why, 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 why? Why is Wes number one? What? He didn't win elimination. I mean, he didn't win the uh, uh, daily. He, I mean, it wasn't his fault, but still. He's voted into by the tribunal. That's never a good thing because Wes's game plan is to be a possum. And he's, you know, getting his name out there. And that's the opposite. So if you're looking at Wes's point of view, Wes should be like still top 10, but not one. I mean, there's like so many people I can name that can be number one instead of Wes. Remember, these carry over from week to week. He was number four okay, last Wes week. Wes shouldn't, shouldn't have Rosen. Wes should either stay at four, or if you want to move him up, move him up to three if you had to. I do not think one suits Wes the best. Just Can you name anybody that had more interviews than him? The answer is no. For this week, I, I didn't <laughs> count this week. I mean, the only one that... No, I actually don't actually have a problem with the way everybody's ranked. I think Wes did really well this episode. He was a main focus. Uh, and I mean, as much as I dislike the way Rogan's playing the game, he also had a lot of interviews and a lot of screen time. And he also, uh, pretty much asked to be put into this elimination. Uh, everybody else is properly placed swaggy and all them. They, they won these things. And I, I think everybody's in a good spot. Somebody was, somebody was upset on Reddit last week that I had Jenny so low. I'm not calling them out, but I'm just saying they said it. So I'm going to clarify, I don't make power rankings based on who's my favorite. Some people do. I don't base these power rankings based on who I think is going to win in eight episodes. Some people do. I make these as if this was a sport. It's the only live sport we got going right now in my eyes. So I'm going to go week to week based on how they did. And I'm going to carry it forward. Okay. For those that love Jenny, yes, she's, she's the favorite to win this right now is the female side. Only one at the school that I think is going to be able to dominate a final more than D, and she gets one interview a week. To defend the shredder person, you have to admit, Jenny is in the best position as a female, so if you're doing it by that, I mean, I do think you should be giving her more credit because she is being saved. I mean, yes, she's not getting interviews, but, you know, she has her ticket to the final pretty much. I don't see any girl calling her out. Yeah, no, 100%, and that's the reason why she doesn't fall to the top 10. She just moves down based on those other things. Because like I said, I agree. She's going to set herself up to be in this final, and she should win this final if she's there. All right. That's going to do it for the power rankings. Thank you so much, Tyler, for putting those together in the 30 seconds you had after the episode. It seems like you really thought this shit through. 
Maybe next time, take a couple of extra minutes and maybe you get it right. Hopefully, <laughs> maybe, probably not. This isn't just some blog post where I take 48 hours to write something, okay? He did a good job. Give him a little bit of Thank a pat you. on the back. Thank you. When you, when you, hey, when, when MTV calls you the unofficial official bar rankings, I think they do. I don't really know. You know, you're good to go. I think they, they liked your tweet once. once. You. <laughs> they haven't not said it to me, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to make some phone calls to make sure that, that never gets up. Bynum Murray would love my power rankings on an after show. All right, guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you, Pasteurs. Make sure you guys check out custom.lwcpodcast.com for all of your personalized challenge gear. We got Gucci drip. We got Louis Vuitton drip. We have Final Reckoning, Champ versus Stars, the Challenge Classic, any season you want, any way you want to get your name on a Challenge t-shirt, jersey, tank top, long sleeve, whatever you want, we got it. That is custom.lwcpodcast.com. You may already see something you like, so make sure you go visit shop lwcpodcast.com also you ain't gonna find this at target sure as fuck ain't wait till that gucci <laughs> shit come in y'all gonna be y'all gonna be tight gucci. gucci also if you need access to all the seasons of the challenge and their spinoffs i know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that has everything on the website make sure you dm me for the information if not it's already out there but just hit me up if you need to get that. With that said, it's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are going to be closing out to a very, very special song. Mikey P, Can't Undo November Tides. So make sure you rock with that. Make sure you make sure you follow I Am Mikey P on Twitter. Make sure you listen to him on Spotify or Google Play. Bananas. Close us out. All right. Another great episode, Podsters. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Join our discussions on Reddit under the challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, check out our website at lwcpodcast.com. Make sure when you listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, subscribe. Have a great day, pop stars. Crossroad, you were gonna be the one, at least I thought so I was trying to make a life, trying to make your days easy I ain't never clue, you were trying to leave me My whole life flipped like a circus act I can tell you that I'm not the one that's serving that Not trying to bash, but you're making it hard not to I said no worries, and I told you I got you Maybe you didn't get it, maybe you didn't understand And maybe the whole time, this was your plan It was all fabricated like a dream state I'm trying to run fast, but I'm stuck in place My thoughts closing up, I'm gonna suffocate Is it tough for you, like it's tough for me? I can tell inside you're suffering Cause real love beats fake luxury I gave you real love In return you gave me back i
guns gon' hit. I was there for you through all the bullshit, through the accusations and the fact evasion. You were out and about, and I was back home waiting. It was disbelief and all this mystery, and I was trying to tone it out. I wasn't listening. My brain's not working. I'm trying to pop pills, and I keep on doing it. Why am I not killed? I was going through a dark time. Money was rough, but you told me it'll be good. Gave me a hug, so I shrugged it off, and I put my chin higher. Told myself, Mikey, don't get tired. Only a setback support is there. You got a girl in your corner that really cares. <laughs> Thank you still. From day one, everything I did was real. I gave you real love. In return, you gave me back a Don't leave the one you love for the one you like Cause that one's gone when they find who's right